<laughs> this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About the Night. Album 7, Track 3. I'd Rather Be Your Lover. Secret and the mood establishing of survival, we get a little funky. We get down and gritty, and Madonna is um, uh, the Madonna of erotica returns for a little, a little denouement. Sure. <laughs> you hate this song, don't you? I think it's the lyrics. Why? I don't know where I stand with you. I never make any plans with you. I don't know what I mean to you. The only thing I know is I dream of you. Boring. Kenny, you can't just read the lyrics. You have to hear it how she does it. There's a yearning. There's a beauty. There's a, a romantic... There's a funk. Well, I love the song, and I have always had a soft spot for it because um, I find it has... Uh, I love how she plays with gender. I love how it's kind of funky, and we have that great um, sample from It's Your Thing by Lou Donaldson and the Isley Brothers, which I love. song, you know, and there's very little I love about this song, but there, there are things, I know, there are things that, you know, look, I can, um, but I, I, I love that she flips the happiness always lies, happiness lies in the palm of your hand in this song to yeah. like how her in happiness secret, yeah. Yeah, from secret and how in this song, happiness lies in the hand of her lover, her happiness lies in the hand of her lover and she has no control over it, which drives her crazy. And see, that's an interesting point because I just thought, took it as lyrical laziness in 1994 when I heard it. This was, <laughs> this was a moment in the song I was like, oh, Madonna, you're so... You're, you're reusing the same phrase a song later. Come on. Right, but now I think, oh, she was in conversation. That's why this song is after Secret. Um, with this song, we welcome... Dave Hall to the album. Yep. Producer extraordinaire. Another another one from that um, kind of L.A. Reed uh, world. Um, he produced um, songs on Mary J. Blige's record, What's the 411? Right. And Madonna has talked about how much she loved that record. And I think that that's what forced her to call him in 1993. Uh,
Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit of an outlier from the LA Resound. He's not like on La Face Records or anything. Yeah. He's sort of doing his own thing, but he's making really interesting records. And I would say after or simultaneous with Bedtime Stories is when he's starting to really heat up because he works on um, Mariah's Dream Lover yes. and Fantasy. are Which I think um, are some of her best songs. Oh, 100%. Best tracks. 100% agree. And she ca- he captures for her... And she really pioneers. Mariah Carey really pioneers that kind of mid-tempo groove yeah. pop music. Yeah. That, and it's almost like, I don't think um, Bedtime Stories would have been as successful without Dream Lover kind of laying the way the year before. Well, I think Mariah Carey has a great, uh, her work with Dave Hall brings a, a, a really strong pop instinct out in Mariah Carey, yeah. less so in Madonna. I think the songs that he does with 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 Madonna are more mood moody and and less of a hook based song yeah i would agree um they're uh, just different i don't think necessarily they're good or bad no i totally agree i totally 100 percent agree with you i think that i think it actually points to mariah's artistry because mm. i think she's Agreed. a great melody maker oh totally um, One of my other favorite Dave Hall songs is the Brownstone song, If You Love Me. I don't know this song. If you love me, say it. If you Okay, I'm singing it terribly. I'll just play a little bit of it. It's a gorgeous song.
great song. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. The other. I had no idea he 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 was involved. See. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the other thing about these producers. They kind of bubble up, and I'm like obsessed with them for 1994 and 1995. And then, you know, we're in Avita land, and I forget uh, exactly. about them for the rest exactly. of the time. Um, one other interesting fact about Dave Hall is that he was married to Wanda Sykes at some point. Was he? Yes. Oh, Lord. How weird is that? For like years. Yeah, I for think. like seven or eight yeah. years. They, yeah. were a, they were an LA power couple. <laughs> Love that it plays a little bit with gender and um, Michelle coming in to do the rap sounds fabulous and it kind of does take it up a little bit. Um, yes, that is the best part of the song. Oh, well, well, and we should talk about that. So originally uh, there was a rap uh, that Tupac Shakur was doing who Madonna was seeing. I don't think they were like exclusively dating, but they were like, they were together. They were hanging out. They were yes. doing stuff together. I kind of know everyone you dated. Really? Yeah, you I've think got a, you do. I think I do. Give me the list, baby. All right, you ready? Warren Beatty. Okay, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, take an easy one. Was he an incredible lover? Because he was supposed to be. <laughs> yes, he was. I'm not going to lie. Madonna, do you like Letterman? I can't tell if you like him or you're just kind of annoyed. Oh, that's how I flirt with people. Is that the flirt? I was in a weird mood that day. You flirted with Letterman? I was dating Tupac Shakur at the time. And the thing is, he like got me all riled up about life in general. So when I went on this show, I was feeling very gangster. For Tupac, I, you know, I, I first became aware of him really kind of around poetic justice, meaning like... Oh, that, as, that late? Well, wow. yeah. I mean, I okay. sort of knew who he was, but like as a white boy who was just listening to Miami, you know, yeah. music, like Tupac didn't really infiltrate my consciousness until he was really, really popular. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of was like, oh yeah, I remember... I didn't I didn't see Juice, so I didn't remember that. Like I sort of recognized him as yeah. like you know, um and then, you know, I really, really keyed into him when I heard that maybe there was something going on between him and Madonna. And, and see, I had seen the uh because uh, again, I was not I also was I was, you know, a white boy in Ohio. And um but I I would see his record covers because he, his albums were so big and the C D, those big long sleeves, and he was on the on the the he oh, understood yeah. iconography in the same way that Madonna did. Yes, yes. And I think they may have bonded over that. Some say the black of the bed, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. If don't nobody else care And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot When you come around the block, brothers clown a lot But please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe And if you can't learn to love you should leave Um, it's interesting because for all of the, the, um, controversy around the Madonna Tupac, um, or not controversy, mystery around the Tupac Madonna um, pairing. Uh, there's a, uh, people have a lot of people have talked about um, them. Yeah, there's a lot of people who've chatted away about Madonna and Tupac. Yeah, totally. 
like uh, Rosie Perez has a great story about how they first met. I went to Soul Train Music Awards. Show the picture. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Oh, this is so pretty. Hey, well, he was my date because this other guy uh, stood, stood me up. up. And uh, yeah. An idiot. An Clearly. idiot, yeah. We're still friends to this day, but he always was. still an me. idiot. Yes, he's still it's an idiot. Right. And Tupac called me up and he said, why are you crying? I said, because this man dissed me. He's like, forget that. I'm on my way. Ooh, and so, I like that. Yeah. So we went and we were friends and uh, we get there. He was nice. He was he was, he's, he's a sweetheart, he was a very intelligent man and sweet. I miss him dearly. Yeah. And uh, a senseless death. And um, when we get to Soul Train Music Awards, every female artist there was on my... <laughs> they were on and, and they kept going, hi, Rosie, hi, hi, People hi. who never spoke to her before. Never spoke to Coming me up before. out the dead people were coming yeah. up out the ground. actually wanted to beat me up. No. And I was telling Tupac, I was like, would you tell him I ain't sleeping with you? <laughs> we just friends. And he goes, you could take him. And so, um, <laughs> and then Madonna comes over and looks at me, she goes, girl, I go, I got you. Uh, and I and, and he was like, I said, she wants to meet you. And he goes, hook that up. And mm -hmm. I hooked it up and I was very happy about wow. it. Yes, there you go. You inducted uh, Tupac into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, am sir. I correct? He was a great artist and a good looking dude too, right? Fly. This guy really got a ton of pussy, right? I mean, he really did. Can I fuck you up real quick? Please. One time before he was on Death Row Records, when he was just my homeboy, after we had met at the Poetic Justice rap party, I was in New York. And I was doing Saturday Night Live. And he was out here and he was like, what's up, my nigga, where you at? I'm like, I'm at Saturday Night Live. I'm like, I ain't got no dope. That's when it was hard getting weed over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cuz I ain't got no dope, cuz. He was like, don't worry about a motherfucking thing, nigga. I'm coming to Saturday Night Live. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> so he pulls up, but guess who he pulls up with? Who? Like a virgin. No kidding. Oh, that's right. Madonna. She told us too. for the very first time. <laughs> yeah, Madonna. He shows up with Madonna, man. Yeah. And he comes in. He's got a big bag of that do it fluid. He tells her, have a seat. She looks at me. I look at her. I say, oh, wow. <laughs> that's Madonna. Back to you, Pac. But yeah, let me get that dope Apache. He said, yeah, me and mm, we just want to ride out of here. You understand me? Showing me that he was <clears throat> elevated in the game. Wow. <laughs> he brought Madonna to Saturday man, Night Live. Man, please, man, to bring me some Disno. He just, she was just riding along for the ride. Tupac and Madonna, what was the situation between the two? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, when, when... He was in jail, like I told you, I wrote, wrote to him. He wrote a letter of how his brain was understanding things differently, you know? Because he had talked about how white people do this and do that. But in this case, he was making a point to tell me that when nobody else, you know how he was left there to rot. Basically, that's how it was. They interscoped and said, we made our money. We got those three albums. Suge knew that that was just the start, but when he was in there writing, and before that, when he got bail and stuff, he told me that that's how he got out. Madonna reached out to him, and Madonna um, got money to him, got him bailed out, and then I forgot where they were at, and I, I heard the whole room key thing where 
He told me he bashed in the letters. I got these letters somewhere. My, my attorney at the time stole these letters from me. You'll see them, they'll come out. Um, I'm gonna get my letters back. But uh, he was talking about how she sent him a room key and he came up and he took it. She had helped him out first. What they lip say, even when the media is getting greedier, you make their hips sway. Creeping with the blonde ambition. I thought you peeping in and I ain't sleeping. Got you freaking through the whole weekend. Frankly speaking, is a passion or just the heat? Got you trying to get me all up in your satin sheets. What would they say? A blonde and a dub, brother. Where you getting paid? Wish we was lovers. love letter from Tupac Shakur to Madonna is up for auction. The rapper wrote the three-page letter from prison in 1995. The bidding starts at $100,000 but could go for as much as three hundred grand. In the letter, Tupac writes, I waited a long time to write this, mainly because I was struggling to find all the answers. The effects of racism make it difficult for a young black male to properly show affection for an older white woman. Can you understand that? Please understand my previous position as that of a young man with limited experience with an extremely famous sex symbol he ends the letter telling her to be safe and asking if she knows anything about, quote, Jack and crew. It could be life or death. Wow. Um, and I, I think what was so interesting about the letter he wrote, Madonna, is this idea of um, a younger black man with an older white woman. I thought that was a really interesting quote in the letter about how he was really struggling with that. Yeah. And... I I I think it was it has to have been one of the first times Madonna was considered the older woman. Yeah, cuz I thought that I when I heard that part of that letter too, I thought the same thing. I thought, "Wow, you know, oh yeah, she is they're not the same age." Um and also, you know, the the power. I mean, he talks about that too yeah. about her being one of the most famous people in the world, women in the world and how that plays into, you know, fucks with his brain too. And it really made me think about um, Jeremy O'Harris's slave play mm. because I think a lot of the dynamics that he talks about in that play are what Tupac was articulating to Madonna about, you know. In such a poetic, well-spoken way. Yeah. And I think that that's where the tragedy of his early death really reverberates today. Imagine what that young man would have become yeah. had he Give it been given the space and the time and just the life experience if he was already that well spoken and well articulate yeah. at that such a young age about his feelings about the world about the cultural pressures he was feeling about the responsibilities he felt to his community his people and also I I I'm very curious on how Madonna felt about how he articulated about her own life like oh that's a did she see it as an interesting perspective on her life from someone outside of it yeah that's one of those things that like you know we talked about in um you know just like the things we just don't know about madonna you know the things that we may never hear about like yeah. what was that what you know in a lot of ways this relationship is really just a blip you know what i mean it wasn't like but in 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 other ways it's like so oddly significant and yeah i wonder how it affected her perspective or what 
how much it hurt or didn't hurt or what it meant, you know. When the pictures you see, there are very few pictures of them together, but there are a few. My favorite is seeing her with him in Miami and like I think Sting comes up to them. You know, there's a picture there like at a dinner yeah. on like South Beach and they look really happy and they look beautiful together. They yeah. look like they fit together. And so I wonder if if she really loved him. Now, meanwhile, he got married like a year later, like after or, you know, after they broke up. So yeah. for him, I don't know that it was, you know, I don't know. It, it's one of those those interesting. I, and I also think because, again, so many people have spoken about about Tupac and Madonna. Um, it's almost haunted everybody since that happened and since he died particularly. Um, And I always also think, like, had had he stayed on Bedtime Stories, if they had included the rap, would the rest of the record have been, how would it have changed the rest of the album in this way? Because what I love about I'd Rather Be Your Lover is that, you know, Madonna is singing to Tupac on the recording and she doesn't really change it when they bring in Michelle and Cello. It's probably the most subversive thing on the song is the fact that she just applies the same emotion, the same feelings to Michelle that she was applying to Tupac to Tupac. And I wonder what it would have been like to have him on the record and then have his presence echo the rest, how it would have been received. Totally. The rest, the subsequent tracks. That's a really, really great question. I think that's super interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. So anyway, so so Tupac Shakur was dropped from the song and then Michelle Indegio Cello, who was on uh, Madonna's label, the brilliant Michelle Indegio Cello, um, and get her album Peace Beyond Passion, get her album Plantation Lullabies, yes. and get her brilliant 1999 album Bitter. It is so amazing. Well, did I totally agree. I love her, and of course I wouldn't have known her except... Unless, you know, because she was on Maverick Label is how I learned about her. Yep, me too. Um, Digging You. um, Like an old soul record. Yeah. Digging You. If if that's your boyfriend, wait, he wasn't last night. It wasn't last night. If that's your boyfriend, if that's your boyfriend, if that's your boyfriend, he wasn't wasn't last last night. night. Boyfriend, boyfriend, guess I had your boy. If that was, it's amazing. All right, we're going to play some of it. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, She's amazing. You say that's your boyfriend, you say I'm out of line. He said I could call him up anytime. You could call me wrong, say that I ain't right. But if that's your boyfriend, he wasn't last night. I'm the kind of woman I'll do almost anything to get what I want. I might play any little game. Call me what you like, but you know it's true. You're just jealous, cause he wasn't with you. Don't mean no harm. I just like what I see, and it ain't my fault if he wants me. Got what I wanted, and the feeling was right. If that's your boyfriend, he wasn't last night. Um, and yeah, I actually think that her section of the song is my favorite song, part of the song, and also is much better than Tupac Shakur. Mm. I think that she really brings something more to the song than he did. Yeah. I also think it's her bass yes. that we hear through the song, which is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I do like about the song is that. It's really- 
you know, it, it, it's again, it, this feels like a very R&B song. And, um, and I, I felt like when I heard it the first time, I was like, oh, Madonna's really doing this. It's, it's, she's really committed to this R&B kind of sound on this album because yeah. the, this, sound, this really sounds like it. I'd love to hear her do this live. I think it'd be so great. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I don't, like, I know, I agree with everything you're saying. And when the song came out, I didn't dislike it. But when I go back, you know, we have this talk before. I've said to you, like, I have a version of Bedtime Story that um, where I cut this song out and um, the next song, Don't Stop. And I feel like it's, it. I don't miss these songs. Um, and I don't need to hear her do it. I don't think, I think part of it is that I don't feel like, the melody for this song is as strong as other Madonna songs. Like, no. And the, even the, even survival, which is an okay melody, you know, and then secret, which is like a beautiful melody. First of all, you're taking a sock off right now. You're like picking your toes. I, <laughs> in my sock. I'm sorry. I cannot. I I'm like trying sock. to work and I'm just seeing you like take your sock off playing with your toes. I had something in my sock was driving me nuts. All right. Well, that just shows you how. That's fine. I love the No, the, the thing about, it's not about an instant hook. It's about the mood and the and you need this song to get you into the next sections. You've got well, it. Well, like, I'm just saying skip the next section because oh the next section is shit too. Oh my gosh. And, and like the, and the chorus repeats over and over again and she doesn't bring anything new to it. This is again where like if Nikki and Donna had been on this track. I think it could have you been. You gotta saved. let go of this with Nikki and Donna. Michelle and Dege Ocello would have eaten them for breakfast. No, they would have she all would've... gotten along really well. That's true. That's true. And no, Michelle's in. Me- no, she, uh, I I've gotten to meet her, and she is really? the real deal. Yeah, uh, she's the real deal. She's so cool, and she's so connected with the music. Like. I'm sure she she treated this session just as importantly as she would treat anything else she's ever done. Yeah, yeah. I will say this about it. Um, this is probably a, a moment on the album that has not aged well for me. This is a song where I'm like, oh, this really does feel like 1994. This really feels um, not essential. But I like where it fits in the album. I understand. I understand. The journey of the album needs this sort of track. I mean, I think this is, you know, we said we weren't going to do this, but I think this is like, they didn't know what to do with this track. Like, meaning they needed this transition. And so they had the other song, which we'll talk about a little more, Let Down Your Guard, which is similar in vibe to this. And this was maybe the better of the two because it had a little more of a build. Yeah. But I just think it doesn't quite happen for me. Mm. Um, Which happens a couple of times on this album where like it almost happens and it doesn't. And but I maybe like- that's the point that it's not supposed to be these like each one is supposed to. Uh, I think that again, there are, there are these songs that are the the cathartic tent poles of the album, yeah. and then the stuff around it is there to kind of augment and service those moments. I mean, not everyone can be an anthem, right? But this feels to me like for the first time, I can't think of an, an album before this where there have been songs like this on a Madonna album, like a filler song. This is what I feel like it is. Oh, the, the dreaded F word filler. Like, I don't recall, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And, and, you. and you know what, Kenny? The great thing about this conversation is you're allowed to have your opinion That's about right. it. And I, and I totally support that. 
<laughs> Thank you. And you're allowed to have your opinion, and I love that you like this song. I love this song as much in the way that it introduced me to Michelle and Deggio yes, Cello yes. as it does to anything else on the, on Great. the record. Great. I, 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 I'm there with you then because it did really open up the world of like, Oh, I want to hear more of her. Who is this woman? Madonna loves her. And literally everything she's ever recorded is more interesting than this song. I mean, literally every single track. The very opening of the first of her first album is more interesting than this song. <laughs> the best so, part of this song is the end. Are you surprised? And then the, oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, I, love, I like that. Part. I like that. Yeah. Uh, go listen to Plantation Lullabies and leave us alone. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. God, this is brutal.